It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 26, 2021. My name is Philip Ross, and I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You must follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore On today's episode of Locked On Magic, Orlando Magic bounce back and defeat the Charlotte Hornets after that disappointing loss on Sunday. Let's talk about what the Magic did right, especially in that fourth quarter. Those positive signs we're seeing as we hit the quarter pole of the season. And yes, the offense finally showing signs of life again. We'll talk about all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. By searching Gravity Download Podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail. There's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the Charlotte Hornets perspective on this game? Check out Locked On Hornets. Want to look ahead to Wednesday's game against the Sacramento Kings? Check out Locked On Kings. Want to get ready for Super Bowl 55? Check out our good friends at Locked On Bucks. That's right. No matter what team it is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there's a pod, Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. It's very, very rare in the NBA. I mean, and even in this pandemic season, it's very, very rare in the NBA to get the opportunity to do something over. To have the chance to make amends for a mistake to be put in the exact same situation and show exactly what you've learned. It's very, very rare to see that happen. Now, Monday's game against the Charlotte Hornets did not go the same way as Sunday's game, at least getting to the point I'm getting ready to talk about. The Hornets raced out to a 15-point lead in the first quarters. Orlando struggled to shoot. They were 6-for-24 in the first quarter. Um... Orlando was not moving the ball. They were not engaging in any offense. They were sluggish, and the Hornets took advantage of it. They took that 15-point lead, and Orlando had to find their way back. 
they did with their bench unit, getting back into the game and taking the lead by the middle of the second quarter and holding the lead at halftime. Orlando opened up as much of a, as a 20-point lead, actually, in the third quarter. Cole Anthony hitting a bunch of threes. The Magic hitting a bunch of threes. But Charlotte creeped that back down. They got it down to as low as nine in the third quarter and entered the fourth quarter down by 11 points. That all felt awfully too familiar for the Orlando Magic after what happened Sunday in that loss. It felt far too familiar. But this is a second chance. This is an opportunity to show that Sunday was a fluke, a lack of focus, just a momentary lapse for a team that wants to do a whole lot more. And so up 11, the same exact situation against the same exact team, the Magic would have to persevere and fight through. Charlotte started off hot and focused just as they did in Sunday's game. They had the lead down, but Orlando was different too. Gary Clark hit a couple of big threes to give the Magic some breathing room and some pace. There was no trying to grind it out. There was no pressing for offense. The Magic had things flowing. The ball moving around the perimeter, inside the paint, and back out. Was it perfect? No. Not by any means. And maybe against a better team, the Magic would have been in a little bit more trouble. No offense to the Hornets. But the Magic moved the ball effectively. They hit their open shots. They hit their three-pointers. And yes, despite some turnover issues down the stretch and despite some you know kind of lax fouling, Uh, in the final two minutes. The Hornets never threatened the Magic in that fourth quarter. Orlando won comfortably 117-108. to It was the exact kind of game the Magic needed. A game where they executed and played, you know, maybe not flawlessly, of course, but played well, controlled the tempo of the game throughout. And sure, it was another three-quarter effort just like the last game was a three-quarter effort, just like the Magic might argue uh, the Indiana game was a three-quarter effort, and certainly the Minnesota game was a three-quarter effort. The Magic, though, did what they had to do to win. They did the little things they had to do, the things that they did not do against Charlotte on Sunday. And yes, Orlando made some shots. That goes a long way. But they weren't pressing. They weren't forcing their offense. They were moving it. And that makes a world of difference. Everyone in this game had a part to play. You know, Nikola Vucevic paced the team with a very quiet 28-12-7. He was there in the fourth quarter, unlike on Sunday, to give the Magic shots and to to give the Magic an outlet to create some offense when they absolutely needed it to. That's what a star does. Aaron Gordon was there to pass the ball and keep things moving instead of trying to force shots that weren't there for him. Cole Anthony was vital in building the lead up to 20 points in the third quarter. Every player on the mat, Gary Clark hit big threes. Kevin Birch grabbed big rebounds. Evan Fournier hit his fair share of shots throughout the course of the game. Everyone did their role and did what they had to do to win. Defensively, the Magic were more tied together and energetic defensively. Yes, there were breakdowns, but Orlando largely kept the Hornets in check. They silenced Gordon Hayward in the second half. And yes, the Magic continued to do a good job both defending the three-point line 
and keeping Devontae Graham and Terry Rozier off the board, just like they did for most of Sunday's game. Mainly, every time Charlotte tried to make that push in the fourth quarter, Orlando had to stop. If it weren't for Sunday's game, this would have been a ho-hum game to say the Magic were the better team. They played better. They imposed their will. They did, they did enough to win comfortably. But for a team that struggled as much as the Magic have, having gone two, having gone two and eight in their last ten games, every win feels monumental. Every win feels like it has a little bit more weight to it. And as we said after the loss to Indiana, or as I wrote after the loss to Indiana, there's no getting these games back. There's, the Magic have to develop and grow while winning if they want to achieve their goals. And as we hit the quarter point of the season, the Magic are in position to do so. A quick look at the standings will show the Magic are ninth in the Eastern Conference. They're tied for eighth with the New York Knicks. Just a game back of the Atlanta Hawks for sixth. We've got a tight board as we enter the second quarter of the season. The Magic did not get the hot start that they wanted, but they are in the race. And that's really what matters at this point. And the Magic, despite some losses lately, appear to be trending in the right direction. We'll talk about one way the Magic are trending in the right direction coming up in just a moment. But first... The Super Bowl is coming up on February 7th. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers giving three or taking three points from the Kansas City Chiefs, it looks like, from by most uh, most, most betters I set I've seen. Betting against Tom Brady, always a bad idea. And he's very rarely been the underdog in the Super Bowl. He's actually only been an underdog in the Super Bowl um, in that first one against the, the vaunted greatest show on turf, the St. Louis Rams. If you want to get in on the action, whether it's the Super Bowl, whether it's college foot basketball, whether it's the NBA, whether it's any sport, there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action with all the great sporting events going on, and baseball is going to be starting up soon, too. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski, host Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts like me. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Let's run through the final box score of this game. Again, pretty, you know, if, if, again, if it weren't for the Magic struggling so much to get wins, it'd feel like this was a pretty normal win. The Magic... You know, just a very professional win. They did their work. Um, you know, they went on a 22 run, 22-2 run. Uh, that's a that's a mouthful. Um, in the second quarter, that staked them the lead, that got them back into the game, to, gave them the lead. Um, a lot of that coming from their defense. The Magic played some exceptional defense in this game. I probably didn't get that across well. Um, Charlotte shot 43.8 percent from the floor, 28, uh, 11 for 38 from beyond the arc, 28.9 percent. 
Magic do give up 27 free throws, probably the only bad thing in the night, but uh, Charlotte actually misses a lot of a lot of those free throws, 19 for 27 from the foul line. Um, Terry Rozier has 24, Devontae Graham has 21, um, but Devontae Graham, 6 for 15, including 4 for 12 from beyond the arc. Gordon Hayward gets 24 points on 9 for 16 shooting, really struggles in the second half, and that's why the Magic were able to pull away. He has actually five turnovers in the game, so the Magic do a really good job on him, but no one else really providing a ton of scoring for Charlotte. Orlando got scoring from a lot of different guys and, and a lot of different places, and they really did a lot of their work from behind the three-point line. Orlando shoots 47.7% from the floor, 19 for 37 from beyond there. Gets 51.4%. That is a season high in three-point makes, uh, and this is coming uh, after making 17 three-pointers in each of the last two games. It's actually, I think, I think it was Sports Radar that said it was the uh, most threes the Magic have ever hit in a three-game span. So. Magic starting to hit from beyond the arc. They do turn the ball over 15 times, which was a bit of a problem. Kept Charlotte in the game maybe a little bit more than they should have, but obviously when you're out shooting teams from beyond the arc, 19 to 11, that's a 24-point difference. The Magic certainly made up that difference really, really well. Um, they got to line themselves for 22 free throws, but also missed free throws at 14 for 22. Nikola Vucevic led the way for the Orlando Magic with 28 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists. Um, he did have three turnovers, but... Uh, 11 for 23 shooting, 4 for 7 from beyond the arc. Um, it, Nikola Vucevic got better as this game went on. Um, you know, he became a good outlet for the team, but, you know, certainly missing some shots that he needs to make, um, you know, especially around the basket. It does feel like he slowed down just a hair, and, and that's enough to really throw the magic off in, in most games, I feel like. Um, but Vucevic stepped up when the magic needed him to step up. Uh, you know, again, I think my big career, you know, I'm I'm on the Nikola Vucevic is an all-star train. I, I I joke that he's an MVP candidate. I mean, statistically, he's had some really good numbers, but obviously the team's not playing well enough for him to be an all-star, but or for him to be an MVP. Um, I think he's very clearly an all-star, and as it looks like the NBA might be considering having an all-star game this year, it, it's really looking like Nikola Vucevic should be should get serious consideration for that, especially if the Magic are able to stay in the playoff hunt at around at, at, by the All-Star break, which will be in March at the end of the first half of the schedule. Magic actually have one of the easier second quarters of the season um, at, at, in the league. They actually only play six road games in their next 18 games. Um, you know, again, they're in this this homestand right now where they don't leave the state until February. They don't leave Central Florida until February. They don't go to Miami. They go to Tampa to play Toronto. Um, uh, that's that's a weird statement. Um, but Vucevic got better as this game went on. Started hitting those shots around the basket that he has to make. Um, it, it's that's what that's the true hallmark of a star. Um, that's where he struggled against Minnesota last week. That's where he struggled against uh, Charlotte yesterday or on Sunday. Um, he's got to make shots when the team needs ba- needs a basket. That's what the star does. And Vucevic is starting to do that, or he did that in this game. Again, didn't do it on Sunday. Did it in this game. It's got to be something that's become more consistent, but the Magic found him as a, a viable outlet throughout the course of the game. Evan Fournier with 19 points, 7 for 14 shooting, 5 for 8 from beyond the arc. Six assists in the game as well. Magic had three guys that were just really high assist players uh, in this game, and, and and that's really really big. Um, ball movement was so key to what the Magic did. They had um, they had thirty one assists on forty two field goal makes. Thirty one assists on forty two field goals. They did a really good job moving the ball and getting to the open shots. And and like I said, or I wrote this after the Boston game um, a couple weeks ago. The Magic shooting problems start with their bad passing. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that coming up here in a moment. But the Magic have been an unusually low assist team this year. Getting that number back up and, and moving the ball like this. And obviously, you got to make shots to get assists. So you're going to have a high assist number if you make shots. 
Um, we'll dive into those numbers a little bit more coming up here in a moment. But the Magic moving the ball, you know, again, that gets Evan Fournier the kind of shots that he's really good at. That gets the shots that Nikola Vucevic is really good at. And that frees up a guy like Cole Anthony to have the kind of game that he had. Cole Anthony, 21 points, 8 for 12 shooting, 4 for 5 from beyond the arc, 5 rebounds, and 3 assists. Um, this was by far Cole Anthony's, uh, not by far, but this was Cole Anthony's best game. Obviously, career-high 21 points, first 20-point game of his career. Um, a lot of it was just being set up by other players. Um, he's struggled to shoot very early in the season, and now he is starting to hit shots. I think in his last five games, he's shooting something like six. He's making two out of every three three-pointer. Um, he's become a much more, he's, he's playing under a lot more control and poise, too. Like, you still see him speed up on occasion, uh, and certainly the fouling is something that is a sign of him being a young player and, and veteran players being able to take advantage of that. But he is playing some some very good basketball right now. He's in a good flow and a good rhythm, and you can just see his confidence brimming. Um, you know, yeah, he's strung together very good games. Uh, you know, honestly, outside of the New York game, his last six or seven games have all been like, you know, again, not superstar, like, oh my God, it's Cole Anthony, but he's been really good. He's gotten a lot better. He's clearly a lot more comfortable, clearly knows more what he's doing now. Um, and, and you hope that, you know, again, you string this, string maybe another week of this together. You hope that that means more responsibilities coming his way. And, you know, I think the, really the next stage that, that the Magic are going to need Cole Anthony to develop in, is he's got to be a little bit better of a playmaker. Um, you know, he's not a high assist guy. He's only got three assists. He's not really initiating the offense a ton. That's still Evan Fournier. That's still Aaron Gordon most of the time. But you'd like to see him grow that part of his game if you can during the course of the season. I think right now the Magic are just more concerned about getting him comfortable and keeping him in this rhythm because if he's playing at this rhythm, he's going to be very, very, very good. And Cole Anthony is playing exceptionally well. Aaron Gordon continues to do well as the quasi-point guard as well. 12 points, 3 for 9 shooting, 4 for 10 from the foul line, so leaving a lot of points on the board. But 11 rebounds, 7 assists, he's still filling up a box score. Um, Gordon's getting better at passing. He's getting a little bit... Uh, more flashy with his passing, and, and he's just very confident with it. Um, I still think the Magic, and this is just with Cole Anthony too, honestly, the Magic still have problems getting in their offense a little bit late. The pace is not good. I think the Magic could stand to, to pick up the pace a little bit more. Some of that is they have an inexperienced rookie point guard as well as a player playing out of position who just they just don't know how to get the team organized quick enough. Um, you know, this is second nature stuff to a lot of point guards. Like Markel Fultz was very good about getting the Magic into their sets quickly and initiating things. And if it wasn't there, still creating something quickly to keep the defense off balance and to give the Magic more time to execute. The Magic, especially in that first quarter, did not look like they were executing anything. It didn't look like they knew what they were doing. Um, Spacing was terrible. That led to fast break opportunities for Charlotte. uh, And Orlando just wasn't in the groove. Um, Gordon is getting better at this. Um, I think Gordon's ahead ahead of this organization piece than Cole Anthony is. Um, the Magic are happy to use Cole Anthony as a spot-up shooter. He's he's proven to be very, very good at that um, over the last few few games. It's going to be interesting to see how defenses change how they defend him. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how defenses change how they defend Aaron Gordon, too, because Gordon is playing some very good basketball. Um, he is distributing the ball. I think a lot of teams are challenging him to make plays off the dribble, which he is still inconsistent at, but there's been some very positive positive results, and, and this, the experiment is worth continuing if, if that's going to be the question again. A successful game for him. Off the bench, Dwayne Bacon had 15 points, 6 for 11 shooting. Uh, Bacon does a great job getting into the lane, getting to the paint, and, and shooting for himself. You know, again, not a high assist guy, as Zach Lowe noted. Um, not a high passing guy. 
Um, so when he's in attack mode, he's very good. Uh, he, you know, he said after the game, he's really making an emphasis to get out and transition to get uh, going on the break because he thinks that is an easier way for him to score and get downhill. I won't agree, but I won't disagree with that. I, I think that you know, Bacon, Bacon scoring is is I wouldn't say vital to this team because you know it, Terrence Ross isn't going to have one for eight games every night. Um, but Bacon scoring like this and efficient and relatively efficiently like this is something that makes the Magic a much more difficult team to beat. When he has those one for eight games, the Magic are in trouble, especially with Terrence Ross struggling as much as he has. Gary Clark added eight points, two for five from beyond the arc. Ken Burch with eight points, eight rebounds as well as he continues to do his work. The Orlando Magic, again, shoot 47.7% from floor, 19 for 37 from beyond the arc. They uh, have 31 assists on 42 field goal makes, and they defeat the Charlotte Hornets 117 to 108. The Magic are 8 and 10 now. They're 10th in the Eastern Conference or ninth in the Eastern Conference, excuse me, tied with the New York Knicks for eighth, a game back of Atlanta for sixth. So for those of you wondering what the standings are like here at the quarter mark of the season, the Magic are right in the race. It's a good thing they are there too. They had a little bit of a cushion to fall into. The Eastern Conference certainly does help as well. But the Orlando Magic are starting to round into form in an important way that they weren't doing before. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But driving the lane isn't the only kind of driving we do. Most of us, especially here living in Central Florida, can't get around without driving our cars. And that's today's awkward transition. If you're someone that takes care of your car yourself, go to rockauto.com for the best value and the best prices on uh, on auto parts and anything that you could want. Uh, rockauto.com is a family business. Serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or daily driver, get everything you need and a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. The Magic have had their struggles in fourth quarters this year. We've also had our struggles in fourth quarters this year, especially getting into final segments because it's time for another awkward transition. And whenever I have an awkward transition, I power through it with a Built Bar. See, I told you this, this transition would be awkward. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's, it's something that you actually want to eat and it's not going to kill you either. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious than ever, coming in 18 amazing flavors, including cookies and cream, carrot cake, coconut almond, and a whole lot more. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, many of them under 150 calories. These are not your meal replacement protein bars that you see on the shelves. These are real snack bars, real supplement bars to get you through your day or to support you after a workout. They're low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for keto diets. Right now, you can go to BuiltBar.com. And use the promo code locked on to get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com.
It's hard to believe that it has been a year since we tragically lost Kobe Bryant. On the Rejecting the Screen podcast, hosts Adam Stanko and Noah Kozlov are honoring Kobe's life and career with a two-part special this week. Here's stories you haven't heard anywhere else about Kobe from teammates, opponents, coaches, and journalists. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen and listen this week to celebrate the life of one of the NBA's all-time stars. The Orlando Magic are not an offensive team. We've known that. We knew that entering the season. The goal was to be top 10 defense, top half offense. Everyone understood that the Magic's offense was going to be a work in progress. They don't have a lot of shooting. They don't have a true superstar player that can create offense for them. This is not a super dynamic offensive team, even at full strength. In fact, even before Markel Fultz's injury, the Magic had the Magic's strong offensive start had almost completely worn off. Nobody expected this Magic team to be great offensively. And in fact, yes, the Magic haven't had consecutive games scoring more than 100 points until Sunday since December 29th. Nearly a whole month without consecutive games scoring 100 points. That's the kind of struggle the Magic have been in. Through the first eight games, Magic started with a 108.4 offensive rating. That was good for 19th in the league. Even with Markel Fultz, they were in the bottom half of the league. Their 49.9% effective field goal percentage was 29th in the league. The Magic were not a good offensive team before Markel Fultz, and losing him only made things worse. The Magic's offensive rating from January 7th until January 20th, when the Magic played the Minnesota Timberwolves, their offensive rating dropped to 98.7 points per 100 possessions. They were the only team in the league in that time to score less than a point per possession. That is bad. And their effective field goal percentage dropped to 45.9%. They were unable to shoot and unable to score, and that's how you get quarters where you score only 10 points. That's how you get quarters where your offense just disappears for long stretches of time. And that's how you fall apart completely. But the last three games have seen something change. The Magic have found a spark. And it's not just getting Evan Fournier back, although that certainly helped. Orlando is averaging 111.9 points per one possessions, 15th in the league in their last three games. Their 55.9% effective percentage in that time is fifth in the league. So even in small sample size, this is a sure sign of progress. The Magic Force have hit 17, th- hit 17 threes in the two previous games that, the ma- that they played, and then 19 threes in the win over the Hornets on Monday. The Magic are starting to find their offense. They're starting to figure things out. They're starting to find their way to play. And that is a sign of progress that several players on the team pointed to. It's not just about the three-point shooting. It's not just about Evan Fournier getting back into the lineup. Yes, the turnovers are still a bit high, and maybe that has to do with the opponents that the Magic have faced, both the Pacers and Hornets are high tur- are, high, are teams that are very good at forcing turnovers and getting out in transition. But the Magic have been much more effective. Not just because of Fournier, not just because of Cole Anthony getting into rhythm, not just because of all that stuff, but because they're moving the ball. Talked about those passing numbers and the Magic being low on assists this year. For the season, the Magic are averaging 22.4 assists per game, the third fewest in the league. Now, the Magic have the 27th best offense in the league overall for the season. You'd expect them to be low turnover or low assist team. If you're not making shots, you're not getting assists. 
And that's true. That's partially true. According to tracking data from Second Spectrum, the Magic have only 44.6 potential assists per game this year. This is a year after they averaged 47.9 potential assists. Again, potential assists are a measurement of passes that lead to shots and chances to score, whether you score them or not. To get an assist, you do need to score. But the Magic are not passing and moving the ball enough. So if you're looking for a reason why the Magic are struggling to shoot and why the Magic are struggling offensively, it really should start there. This is not a team that's driving and beating people off the dribble. This is not a team that's getting to the foul line where you know, you get the easiest points on the board. This is a team that's just frankly struggling to move the ball. But take a look at the last four games. Last four games, Magic have seen their assist numbers jump to 28.3 per game, the second most in the league since January 20th. According to data from Second Spectrum, since January 20th, but not including Monday's game, they had not posted the data at the time of publishing, they're averaging 50.7 potential assists per game. Again, all that caveat is in order, but it is clear to see the Magic are moving the ball much more effectively. That and making more shots, and all of a sudden, your offense doesn't look that bad. On Monday's game against the Charlotte Hornets, the Magic shot 19 for 37 from beyond the arc, so better than 50% from deep, with 31 assists on 42 field goals. The moments where the Magic struggled in the first quarter and throughout various pockets in the game, it was because they were over-dribbling. They were not moving the ball. They were not getting into their offense. This could both be a cause for concern and a positive sign for sure. The Magic are certainly good enough offensively to get open shots to move the ball. But it is a a thin margin for error. They're taken out of that game. They look, they can look very, very bad. But the Magic are doing all the right things. You know, for a team that has gone through dramatic change and is trying to figure out how to play and how to get better, they are clearly making that progress. They're clearly getting better. And for the Magic, that is a positive sign moving forward. And that is why they're competing and able to win these games. Yes, they went in scoring drought against the Minnesota Timberwolves that nearly cost them that game. They went on a scoring drought that cost them against the New York Knicks. They went on a scoring drought uh, in the fourth quarter of Sunday's game against the Charlotte Hornets. They went in a scoring drought in overtime against the Indiana Pacers where their execution was poor. The Magic still have these pockets that cost them. As I said on yesterday's podcast, the Magic played 41 great minutes against the Hornets on Sunday. Those seven minutes cost them the game. The Magic played a really poor first quarter, and that almost cost them this game. They were able to do it. They were able to shoot well enough and move the ball better than they've moved the ball really all year to get the win and to win fairly comfortably. So the formula is all there, and they can see that they can execute it. But this is the thing with teams in the position the Magic are in. It's about consistency. It's about doing it every day and knowing that this is how you have to play. Magic's offense is starting to show clues that it can round into form, that it can be effective enough. That is, if the Magic stick to it, which has been the biggest problem all year long. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. If you're tuning in, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at Dean. Of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. 
That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.